0: hi Erin how are you I'm fabulous and I'm so pleased to talk to you my dog Jewel is just staring at me with her who will <laughs> take me to the dog park you know, oh the, that's so funny you know that, that hypnotizing look they, well, she stares at me long enough she knows it will happen totally <laughs> totally my, Mariana Padilla, you are the founder, and I know you know this, but I'm sharing this with millions of fans, is the founder and CEO of Red Lab Marketing. Though really, we have Walter to thank for Red Lab Marketing. Will you tell us why?
1: Uh, yes. No. Absolutely. So happy to. So Walter um, is my red fox Labrador. So red fox Labs are they're part, like a yellow lab variety, but he's a little bit more mahogany color. Um, so I love that you opened with dogs because I am very passionate, very passionate about dogs. <laughs>
0: I, I know, and Walter has a sister, Rosie, and apparently they both dispense marketing advice every now and then. <laughs> yes,
1: so yes, this is true. Absolutely, they do. On my Instagram, they will make uh, some guest appearances and pop in with some some marketing tips.
0: <laughs> dogs are incredibly good at PR. They're incredibly good at customer relationships, and they're very uh, they're very good at, at creating long term commitment and loyal followers. There is much we can learn about marketing from dogs.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? I know those, those things too, where I think it's like dogs can bring together people of all varieties and backgrounds. Right. So I think there's, you know, there's not a lot of things that, you know, I think people agree on these days, but one thing is that I think dogs, dogs can bring us together.
0: <laughs> and, and I love what I'm at the dog part, the varieties of dogs and dogs, just you're a dog. I'm a dog. We're dogs. I mean, <laughs> My French Bulldog will actually stand under a Great Dane if she thinks it's going to rain. But for the most part, dogs, dogs, no, they are just dogs. And that's something people could definitely get on board with as well.
1: Totally. totally. Absolutely.
0: And, and can I point out that Mariana's newsletter, which you must sign up for, is called Musings from the Dog House. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes,
1: it is. And I always make sure to include at least one dog picture dog picture per newsletter. So, uh, yes, that is something to look forward to.
0: <laughs> Very important to get one's daily dog shots. Uh, <laughs> you can find Mariana on LinkedIn, obviously, and her last name for reference is spelled P-A-D-I-L-L-A, just so you can hunt it down. That's Mariana. M-A-R-I-A-N-A, though I expect most people are driving when we're listening to this. So just just go look at the show notes when you get a chance. But Red Lab Marketing uh, is also where you will find her. Right now, you're doing something really exciting. You're doing a boot camp, and we're not talking about push-ups and (laughs) triceps. no
1: no yeah so essentially what i um you know i actually have a background in teaching and and spent you know uh, about five years in teaching and then moved into nonprofit work before moving over to um, marketing and i'm really passionate about helping um, entrepreneurs really leverage their social media to grow their business and i know you know i've been i've been doing this for about a year and a half been in business for myself and i know the power of social media, but also intimately know the struggles that can come along with like really you know uh, managing your social media and actually figuring out like what are the things that you need to be doing and actually to make the your efforts like have an ROI, right? Like what are gonna be the biggest needle movers for your business. So that's kind of the the focus of that is like how do you put together a social media strategy? Um, And then once you kind of have uh, that insight, it's um, the the other half of the curriculum is uh, Canva design. So, um, you know, making your strategy look pretty. It's like the icing on the cake. So that's kind of the overview of that.
0: Will you tell us what Canva is?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. So Canva is my favorite tool that I use. So it is a graphic design tool, but it is so much more than that. You can do business cards, you can do t shirts, you can do PowerPoint decks, you can record videos in there, you can do so many things. Um, And I think it's really been uh, integral to the success of my business, because, you know, I can just pop in and create a design whenever I need it, but I just, it's, I love design, so I, I love the strategy piece of things, but then I also appreciate the ability to kind of pop in um, and, you know, get creative um, on a daily basis also.
0: And that's Canvas, C-A-N-V-A, and it is great, and there's a free tool, and there's also a a paid version which is brilliant because it helps you resize all your posts into into whatever size you need for whichever social media platform. I, I couldn't live without it. And I'm on your Instagram account and you've got great graphics and I'm assuming those are Canva as well. 100%
1: Canva. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, they actually have a really like like a relatively recent tool, which is the content planner. So you can actually schedule out your social media posts directly from Canva, um, which is a nice uh, feature also. So rather than having to like download it, you can just schedule it into the content planner and, you know, forget about it and have it have it do its thing. So that is also super helpful.
0: That's brilliant. It replaces, I mean, I use Buffer and Later at the moment because they don't, so I cover all the platforms, but yay for Canva. I will get onto <laughs> it. If, yeah. if you do jump onto Instagram, jump onto Red Lab Marketing and you can see uh, some examples of some brilliant Canva templates uh, that Mariana has created. And you'll notice she's used consistent brand colors. And is that important to have a consistent color palette?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I always tell people is um, a, a just a tip. So thinking about um, when people have come to your Instagram page and they look at your grid, right, can they tell who your company is and what you do from those nine posts that like show up like above the fold? So from those nine posts, A, is there like visual consistency and they can kind of identify like what your brand is and what you're about and then also be able to like recognize it you know, two later. So they're like, okay, red lab marketing is like a red, pink, gray kind of color, they can expect that that is what they will see, right? I think when you change it up too often, and not that I'm not, you know, opposed to being super creative or whatever, but like, you keep it consistent. <laughs> keep the colors consistent, I guess is what I'm trying to circle back around
0: to absolutely and I always suggest that my clients also look at what they're wearing on camera because uh, if they are on a website photo to make sure it also blends in with the brand colors it's it's about having a consistent imagery uh, so that you can be recognized and also making sure it's up to date because for a lot of us our social media photos don't really reflect who we are now we've, we've been through an interesting couple of years and mm-hmm. a lot of people Quite different. So don't don't give your don't give your customers cognitive dissonance. Uh, they do need to know what to expect when they see you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually had a brand photo shoot in I think it was April or May and spent I, the longest portion of it, I, I picked the, the photographer pretty quickly, but the longest portion was actually like, okay, I have to make sure that whatever outfit I pick needs to be, like, correlate with my brand colors, right? So then when it, you do put those things out on social media, it doesn't, like, clash, right? So if your brand colors are, like, you know, for my instance, mine are, like, reds and pinks and grays, right? You don't want to be, like, wearing something that looks like bright blue or, like, bright yellow or t- something totally, totally off base. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's uh, Totally accurate. Yeah, I spent a long time deciding what I wanted to wear.
0: (laughs) Image management, it it is really important. I want to circle back to, if I may, when you are a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, and you are facing social media. I know you've interviewed quite a few entrepreneurs lately. What are the biggest pain points?
1: Uh, the biggest pain points for people on social media, um, I think, uh, one that I keep hearing a lot of is that, um, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into it and I'm not getting a return on that investment. Like nothing's happening, um, with their social media or even just like, it just takes up way too much time and they, and they don't want to do it. So I think a lot of it revolves around like, uh, the, the time commitment with things. And I think when you are able to like really have a strategy, like a solid strategy in place, it, it cuts back on the amount of time time that you actually need to take because you're not like on a weekly basis like sitting in a chair being like oh crap like what do I need to post this week I like because I feel like without a plan right you're floundering and circling you know and wasting a lot of time so I think that's the biggest pain point that I hear from people um and then the other thing is I think just like how do you maintain the balance too because I feel like if you aren't careful um social media can easily take over your life there's a the sense that you need to be on all the time or you know you need to be commenting right away or doing all the things um and so I always just remind people like uh don't let it take over your life social media is not real life first it is not real life a lot of times what you see online is not um and it, you know people always want to put their best foot forward online and that's great but also you know like that's just not the reality too so just be, keeping those things in mind I think is really really helpful when you're when you're dipping your toes into social media marketing and kind of trying to move those efforts forward
0: mm, that's great also FOMO the fear of missing out if you're not mm. on a- Yes. <laughs> no. Not. True, and this is why uh, having something like uh, Mariana's digital strategy roadmap, because content calendars. Yay for content calendar! <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Can you explain what a content calendar is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a content calendar is really just going to be a weekly or monthly, whatever you want the the time period to be, uh, calendar where you're able to really map out exactly the different types of of content that you want to be producing on a daily basis. And so I think there's two kind of elements of a content calendar. So one is going to be like the evergreen content um, that's going to be useful that you can use year round, whether that's like promoting the lead magnet or a testimonial or something to that effect. And then the other part of that too is like the event-based stuff, right? So your podcast, your podcast releases, uh, you know your your webinars your masterminds those kind of things and so it really helps you plan those things out um, and then when you have that content calendar not only do you know what you're going to be producing on each kind of those days but you can really dive into the different types of content and and plan for those that, the types of content that are really going to drive results and so i always um i always tell people to base your content around different content pillars and so in my brain those content pillars are things like connect so the connect content pillar is the big one for me like how can you really um connect with your audience on a human to human level because i think um I, I, I guess in, in everyone that I talk to and in my realm, people want authenticity and they want to know like the, the perfectly imperfect people behind the brand. So um, of all the, the different kind of pillars, I think the one that is really, really needed to consider is like, how are you as an entrepreneur or, or you know, someone online connecting with your audience on a human level? And that is just so fundamentally important.
0: It really is, and also the other great thing about having your pillars, having your contact uh, calendar, and having a digital strategy roadmap is you prevent content churn. Mm, yes, creating content can be very, very tiring. I, I'll often set up my camera and take multiple photos of multiple outfits a day, and that, that can take up a chunk. Of, that can take up a chunk of time. Speaking of outfits, when you do dress beautifully, uh, Mariana has the most gorgeously slightly wingtip glasses, and she wears. This woman knows how to rock a bright lipstick. <laughs> you put jacket on one photos with cherry blossoms all over it. Is that ringing a bell? Yes, yes, it is. Yes,
1: it is. I love that jacket. Um, I I love kind of like urban, kind of the mix of like classic trends with like urban, like an urban vibe. I guess is what I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> what's What's another favorite piece from your own wardrobe?
1: oh um i love really highly structured items um so things that have like puffy sleeves or like a, a lot of structure to them and there's an online store i wish i had more money like it i would buy everything on it it's called wolf and badger i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but i love it they have like it's just a mixture of like um really classic stuff but then they have like the uh highly structured or like funky prints or just like things that you wouldn't I I love surprising people so so it, it, anything that's not you know a little it's a little bit more surprising it tends to be what I will lean towards
0: <laughs> I found it right now Wolf mm-hmm. and wolfandbadger.com sustainable and yes they have some fabulous things so do jump on that side but, it, it, but do come back to this podcast when you finish browsing mariana are you still there i think i've lost you for a second oh there you are oh yep. Yeah, sorry i'm here you're back it's all right i was browsing on wolf and badger so feel free to wander off i'll just keep shopping <laughs> but, but back to you speaking of retail uh, I noticed uh, you have an alliance with the Urban Farming Initiative, and I saw you write something about the slow motion retail apocalypse. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that is a nonprofit actually that I helped co-found. Um, so we co-founded it in March of twenty twenty, and it was really because we were driving around, and there, you know, I'm in the I'm located in the Chicago area. Um, and there was one street and we were driving down it and it was thousands and thousands and thousands of square feet of empty retail and warehouse space. And so I think the challenge coming out of the pandemic for a lot of industries is really like, how are we going to shift to do things in a better way? And so the urban farming initiative is, is uh, we want to take advantage of the fact that a lot of the uh, brick and mortar stores have closed and turn that into a positive. And so turning those into um, urban farms and community hubs is the vision for that. So like, how can we use these buildings that are currently sitting empty and not doing anything uh how can we convert them into into indoor farms it can really benefit the community because um you know a lot of you know urban communities have food deserts right where they don't have access to um to that fresh the fresh food you know that we you need that all of us humans need so that's kind of that's uh, that is the the vision for that um and so yeah it's a great organization and we're kind of we're moving that along so but that's the
0: vision for that Urban Farming Initiative org. It, it it also you've also uh, created this in response to economic insecurity means that food insecurity is yes. a real.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just it's it's such a shame. Obviously, living in a country of so many means, but at the same time, there's just such extremes, right? Of extremes of like there's people that have everything and so many things, and then we have like millions and millions of people. Who don't have access to food, and I think what what we saw during the pandemic was really kind of like the um, there were fault lines that existed, I think, in in the supply chain and 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 other things in our society that we ne- didn't necessarily take note of, and so I think the pandemic really kind of widened the gap, and so people were not like not able to access food, and 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 so it really just made the situation worse in a lot of ways, and so. Um, yeah, I think there's there's ways that we can change things to do things better and the other thing too to consider is just like the amount of greenhouse gases and, and global warming cause by the by the way we feed ourselves right now right so we have food that shipped around the world and the carbon footprint of that and just like the water, you know, needed and all of the things and so, like it's going to be us to really uh, you know, change the way we do things moving forward. And I think that, um, you know, urban farming, urban gardening has really a potential to kind of really shift the paradigm around that um, if we're able to build momentum for that.
0: Mm. And I love rooftop gardens as well. It's been wonderful seeing people use the top of buildings to create sources of food. Absolutely. If you do jump on the website, which is urbanfarminginitiative.org Go to the Farming Resources Hub, and there's three roadmaps there. Uh, There's one if you're new to urban farming and you want to learn about it. There's one you can follow if you want help growing your urban farming business. And if you're more interested in you want to understand the state of the community's food supply and demand, uh, there's also resources for that as well. I'm going to segue back to the fact that I want to ask you, why is marketing like science? (laughs)
1: Yeah, so such a good question. Um, I think that there is a misconception that like you put together a plan and you go out and you implement it. And that's all well and good. Uh, But your ideal client over time is going to change. The messaging that you need to be putting out to them is going to change. Their wants are going to change. And so I think a lot of times like You know, people will put out marketing efforts and they'll just say, Oh, it didn't, you know, it didn't work. Like we need to stop this, whatever. And, and, and that's not the answer. I always say ABT, which is always be testing, right? Test out your content. I think, you know, Facebook creator studio, which is a free, uh, tool within the Facebook uh, platform, actually you can test videos and test which ones, uh, like when you push out a video on your social media channels for your business, you can test which ones have the highest engagement. And so doing those kind of things, you'll really start to understand like what your audience really wants to hear. And so I think, yeah, just really uh, being the ability to, to, to kind of play around and be agile and flexible is so, so important to you.
0: And you offer a YouTube game plan as one of your services.
1: I do, yeah. So YouTube is a different beast. <laughs> so, like, I, I have a social media strategy that I do for clients. And then um, YouTube strategy is... Uh, Adjacent to that but distinctly different because the way you need to think about YouTube you need to think about YouTube as a search engine It is the number two search engine behind Google Um, And so the way you operate YouTube you need to think about you know search engine optimization And so there is a lot that goes into the production of videos behind the scenes that you don't even see So research around content and trending topics and keywords and all sorts of stuff Um, that you need to do before you start producing videos. And I think a lot of times people are like, oh, we need to get out a video on YouTube. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. You can get out a video on YouTube, but do you know what kind of content is actually going to resonate with your audience? And so that's the the goal of the the YouTube game plan is to really be able to say, okay, based on our research, uh, digging into all the YouTube data, here is the kind of content that is going to perform on your channels rather than like shooting in the dark and hoping for the best. (laughs)
0: yep in the dark and hoping for the best has never been a great strategy for any situation really no no (laughs) speaking of followers and things like that some people think there's a magical number the 10k mark you want to get your followers up to 10k but is it really all about the numbers is that the priority Um, no. And so I
1: think a lot of times people get discouraged and I have to keep reminding them like, okay, 10k is great on it on Instagram specifically because you can link out from, from your profile rather than just having to depend on like the link in bio. And so that's all cool and well and dandy, right? But if you have 10,000 zombie followers who don't ever engage with your content or they're bots, or they just want to, you know, spam you, then that's not gonna help you grow your business, right? And so I think people like fall into the trap of thinking they need to have followers so then they buy followers. Never, ever, ever, ever buy followers. <laughs> um, and so I think the other thing too to consider, like I think it's so critical for social media success is how you are able to build community. So when you're able to build community and people feel like they're part of something, um, then that's really when you're going to start to, to, see, to see that social media success. And so when you have these smaller numbers, honestly, I think it's so great for building community. You can engage with people, you can pop into their DMs, um, you can do all of those things a lot easier. You know, if you have $2,000 versus if you had $10,000. And so I think the thing that you really want to be focusing on is, is my audience engaging with my content? Am I engaging with my audience? Are they part of a community? And am I building that community? Um, so those are the things that, you know, rather than simply the follower account, I think, and in my personal experience, you know, growing brands for clients, those are the things that you should be focusing on.
0: Mm, it's, it's the personal touch. You sound like you're in a delightful rainforest. Just
1: <laughs> so I came out onto my back deck because my dogs in Walter and Rosie, as we've talked about, started losing their mind inside. So the <laughs> cicadas finally resurfaced here in Chicago. So the cicadas are out, the dogs are inside.
0: <laughs> I can hear the cicadas. They make me think of home. They're very prevalent in Portland, but not so prevalent here in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, speaking of Walter, Walter says that play is essential. And apparently that's one of your values. Can you tell me why?
1: Yeah, I, you know what, like, business is, is hard. It shouldn't also suck. Make it fun, right? And I think one of the things that, like, I, you know, pride myself on when it comes to my business is, like, a no-B.S. approach. So I'm, I'm not going to, like, leave you on and tell you things that over-promise and under-deliver. But then also, like, let's have fun while we're doing it. Like, let's, uh, you know, connect on that human level, as I, as I've talked about earlier. Um, And I I just think that's so, so important because it can just be so, it's so hard uh, to to run a business and be a solopreneur. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to make it lame, too, at the same time.
0: (laughs) No. no. um, what is a synonym for fun for everybody out there, by the way. It it, it actually means exactly the same thing if you're doing it right. Yeah. When you do digital strategy roadmaps, what do you mean by done for you?
1: yeah so it is doing all of the research and putting together that plan for you so that you can just simply take it and implement it on your channels so then you're not doing all the the research into or doing all the the time put into the research and and, and you know really understanding uh the content that you need to be producing on your channel a lot of that actually is digging in um and checking out what your competitors are doing, and I think that's so important, and and, and uh, an easy step anyone can take. So if you know other people in your industry who um, you know have a strong online presence, go in and actually see which of their content is outperforming other types of content. Right, go in and see which of their top videos. Go in and see which of their their top feed posts. Um, and I think that will help you get an inclination of, okay, you know, like, do we have similar audiences? Their audience really likes it when they do live videos or their audience really likes it when they do tips about reels or whatever it is. Um, and then really be able to kind of like, you know, not copy, but you know, replicate that on your own channels in your own way, right? So I think that that's uh, that's part of the strategy. And then also just a, a helpful tip for anyone out there listening that you can you can put in place today.
0: Mm, it's, it's a science. Uh, do some research, do some analysis, and then make it your own. Absolutely. Uh, you offer a free customer discovery toolkit. Why is it important to discover things about your customer?
1: Yeah, so again, and, and you know, we've talked about not shooting in the dark and hoping for the best. But when you are really understand your, your clients and their pain points, um uh you can you can talk to them in a much better way right and so no one wants to be you know lectured to on social media you know you want to be able to like connect with them and when you understand their pain points you can say hey you know i've been there i understand what you're feeling like here's how what i can do to offer and provide support and if you don't know those pain points it's going to be so much harder for you to sell right um, or to or for you to get your message across. So that's what the customer toolkit is. It's you know an ideal client avatar, and it's also um, a customer journey mapping. So really understanding, okay. So when when what are the stages that people go through in order to like go from you know just figuring out who you are to like converting so the process the stages of like okay brand awareness then they move on from brand awareness to like really understanding that the, the their problems and the solutions and then finally it's like okay so now they understand all these things and why they need to invest in your their services and they're at the bottom of the sales funnel so that that is what that is and you know uh, that is the start if you are putting together a marketing campaign is understanding your customer don't do anything else until you know that
0: no, absolutely. Know your customer. And another way is uh, reach, reach out to people that you think might be your customer and ask them. Ask them what's important to them. Do do an interview with them. Find out more about them. Learn about them. Stalk them. Hang outside their house. Offer to walk their <laughs> dog. Offer to walk their dog. Absolutely. Offer <laughs> to walk their dogs. Why? Oh, oh, oh! Mariana also offers a free Instagram masterclass, and she has Instagram templates available on her site as well that you can buy. I noticed that we should all be careful of SOS, which is Shiny Object Syndrome. And listen to me, I'm like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. My Trello board has got so many cards you would not believe, and I'm always hurting cats. So, what's the downside of Shiny Object Syndrome?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, specifically when it comes to social media, there are a bunch of options. There's Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, Cora Reddit, you know, there's Clubhouse, there's LinkedIn, there's Twitter, and there's probably more that I'm not even mentioning. So especially for small businesses, right? There can be a pressure to be in all of the places all the time and to jump on the latest trend and, and, you know, do the thing and join TikTok and maybe that's going to be the solution to your marketing challenges. And so that's what shiny object syndrome is. It's just like just bouncing around from platform to platform with like no real strategy. And so I think the, the key is to really identify the needle movers. Like, so what are the channels? Where are the channels? Like what channels are getting the most traction? Um, and even if it's just one channel, doubling down on one channel so that you're not feeling like totally overwhelmed by you know needing to post content and schedule out content for 16 different social media channels like don't do it figure out where you know you need to double down your efforts and focus there
0: keep it simple (laughs) absolutely and without the s and finally the difference between a business voice a mom voice, and a dog mom voice.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that you asked that. Yeah, so business voice, this is business voice. This is me being an eloquent professional. And then there's mom voice, which is, you know, as a, you know, I love, I love my daughter. But there are moments, as I'm sure any parent can attest to, where you're just like, God, just listen. That's mom voice. And then dog voice, dog mom voice is reserved for Walter and Rosie, which is just like the smushy wishy, you know, you're my baby, sing song, all of those things.
0: <laughs> it's funny how, yeah, I must admit, I have to be very careful not to slip into baby talk with Joel because she gets <laughs> my French borderline, because she gets highly annoyed. She, she just looks at me as if, say, do you mind? You know, flip. <laughs> Uh, show me some respect, but she's just so damn cute.
1: Oh, I love Frenchies. I think they're adorable. I call them little potatoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I to sleep after giving me a filthy look to say, "Why aren't we outside listening to cicadas?" <laughs> so much fun! You can find Mariana with Red Lab Marketing. You can find her on LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, quite a few social platforms, and she has a lot of freebies to give away. So do jump on her site and don't forget to check out Urban Farming initiative as well, which is a fascinating project. Uh, Thank you from Seattle to Chicago. I really appreciate you making time for us today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for the invitation. It was such a pleasure talking today.
0: Right back at you.
1: Bye. 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 Thanks.